Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the new podcast, all dedicated to your things, Buffalo Bandits. It's called Banditland Boulevard. I am Trevor Howard, one of your hosts, and with me is over Zoom is Tony LaMonica, a.k.a. Boxhead98TL. We're bringing you this sports podcast, and it's the only, I think the one and only sports podcast strictly covering the Buffalo Bandits of the National Lacrosse League, the most underrated sports league in the history of the world. Tony, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good there, bud. Um, pretty excited to get this podcast started, and we're going to get you guys, the fans, uh, the intel, the stats, and the lowdown of your hometown team, the Buffalo Bandits. So I'm very excited to get this podcast started with you, Trevor. Let's get this going. And we are coming off of two wins in a row, two consecutive wins the Bandits are. And right. the last game, I guess, was, I mean, we're damn close to a month ago after beating the Rochester Nighthawks on the road, and then before that, exactly a month ago, beating the Calgary Roughnecks at home. I believe that was 16-9. to So the Bandits have had some very convincing wins so far, even though they're only two weeks in, had a couple bye weeks plus a COVID break for a week. Uh, what can you expect going into this week against an always tough team to play, even at home in the Toronto Rock, one of the Bandits' arch nemesis, I must say? Yeah, I have to agree with you on that, is that, Every time the Bandits are seeing the Rock or Toronto in Buffalo or in Toronto, it's always Clash, uh, Battle uh, battle the Band, Battle of the Clash Gods, or whatever you want to call it. Um, they're basically out there to uh, entertain. Uh, it's always a close game every time, and uh, both fan base is pretty up and running. So we're going to see how they do uh, coming back home to the KeyBank Center on Saturday. If you guys haven't gotten your tickets, go get them now because this is one of the best games you'll probably ever go witness. Absolutely. If you've been to a Buffalo Bandits game and you haven't been to a game where they face against the Toronto Rock in Banditland, that's definitely one that I recommend you going to. Either the Rock or a, or a Nighthawks game. Roughnecks are pretty fun to watch too. I remember going to the game in the finals, but obviously got, some, got the sweet taste of revenge in the beginning of the season at the home opener, beating them. But when you expect, when you go into a season like this, and you have all these additions like Tohoka Nanakoke and Connor Fields, I think this is one of the most, you know, greatest built rosters in the league, even though we're two games into the season. One of the best bandit rosters on paper I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you because of the fact that they got, uh, they got youth, they got a guy who's got all the aspects and the abilities to play the game of lacrosse. Um, really blew my mind on his first game when he played against Calgary just pretty much told you I'm here to play for the team and he's really going to go out there and do his part. So I can't more and more games to come. I can't wait to see this guy more in action. And of course, like you said, Connor Fields was a great addition to as well. Um, really setting the tone and the pace for this team uh, about leadership, but we all know who the leaders are, especially with like Steve Priolo, our captain, uh, our assistants, uh, Dane Smith and Kevin Brownell. No doubt, no doubt. And getting into a little bit of statistics going into this third game of the season for the Bandits, and this will be the fourth game of the season for the for the Toronto Rock, the Bandits are currently at top of the East Division, 2-0 record, and have a 28-17 goal differential, so they've had 28 goals for, 17 against, going for a plus-11 goal differential. Toronto is 2-1 right now, coming off of a win. They're actually 2-0 at home and 0-1 on the road. So us as Bandit fans, we hope 
that they can go 0-2 on the road, even though they have some solid pieces. They always it seems like they always have solid pieces on that roster. That's what makes these games super fun. But who are some of the Toronto Rock players that stick out to you? I got one on my mind, and his name is Mitch Desnew. Uh, it's gonna be a little. It's gonna. It's gonna be a little rough going up against him because I know how much of a hard-nosed defenseman he is. But are there any players that, on the Rock that stick out to you, like a sore thumb? Uh well, like you said, Mitch Desnew, also one of the defensemen that we had no choice but to get, you know, to cut ties. But again, that's one of the defensive guys that you have to look out for. He's very good positional-wise. He knows how to get to the loose balls and um, really make plays out of the transition. But the only way you're going to have to break him is by using the one-timer. I think Kyle Buchanan is going to set that up nicely. Um, also, you got to look for like Josh Byrne and Chris Cloutier for the for the left-handed shots, most likely. But for me personally, you got to look out for their captain. Um, I think it's Cody Schreit, uh, Schneider or something like that. Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's he's got a guy you got to look out for, and if you guys can't contain him, kind of like how you guys contained. Um, Sean Evans in Rochester or say like in Calgary, I don't know who their top guy is technically speaking now, now that Dane Doby is now off with uh, the golden seals. Right. So far you got to look out for their top next guy. And if you can lock him down, you've got it pretty much locked down. So that's like a, a tough win, but it could be a win in the column where, you know, you can go in there and do your best and win. And looking at the Toronto rock roster right now, a name that sticks out to me, a guy who scores a lot on us, unfortunately, is Rob Hellier. He's, uh, I mean, he's five foot eight, hundred eighty pounds, but man, he can score like he's six foot two, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. Um, he always seems to get under the skin of the Bandits players, but that—that's what makes you know players great in the National Lacrosse League if they can score goals to back it up. Um, and then obviously we mentioned Mitch Desnew earlier, and you know, other than that. Billy Hostrouser, of course. I, how can I forget about him? Um, 5'11", 180 defenseman. He seems to get a lot of goals on us as well. If we can shut down those main three players, um, I think this should be a game where the Bandits can score 14, 15, 16 goals and go into this game uh, and you know come out of this game with the with a victory and go 3-0 and on the season, 2-0 and at home. No doubt in my mind. But when you look at the other side of things, the Toronto Rock have to stop Tohoka Nanakoke, Chris Cloutier, Connor Fields, uh, Brad McCulley, Nick Weiss, Josh Byrne, and of course Dane Smith, Kyle Buchanan, and of course number no, number 95, Chase Frazier. Number 95, love that guy. And Matt Spanger, a very underrated Buffalo Bandits player. Um, is there a guy that you can see sticking out in this game against the Toronto Rock that has like a complete breakout game? I think, um, well, in my humble opinion, I think speed does kill. And if you're going to use speed, McCauley's one of them. Uh, you got Field is two. Uh, Burn is quick. You got everybody on this roster of the Bandits this year is is dangerous. And they show it every game so far, even though it's been only two. But I feel like if they keep progressing and they keep you know pushing the offense to attack early and really use their speed to their advantage, we're dangerous. It's like no one can really stop us. Who are you going to – you could put the best defense out in the league. You really aren't going to stop this team this year. I think they've found the, the correct pieces of the puzzle to really push that championship-bound uh, caliber to back home to Buffalo, and especially like the additions with uh, Connor Fields. And, and if I could really pronounce this guy's last name, I mean, <laughs> Namco or whatever. How you, however Tahoka? 
I apologize in advance for not knowing how to say my name, but I apologize to you, sir, how good you are. And uh, I'm just, like I said, if you keep giving him the opportunities to score, I guarantee you he's, like, guaranteed. And for those who are unfamiliar of the game of box lacrosse, I look at it like the the physicality of the game of football mixed with hockey, most goals in a game wins. You have penalties, penalty box. You have a shot clock, so you throw basketball in there too. And similar to basketball, box lacrosse is a perfect sport for if you believe in momentum, if you're a sports fan that believes in momentum. If the Bandits jump out to a 1-2-0 to lead, I've seen over the past X amount of years, Johnny Tavares, you know, best lacrosse player in the history of the world, has taken over the controls and is the head coach of the Bandits now. If they jump out to a one nothing lead or a 2 nothing lead, it's tough coming in, uh, coming back against this Buffalo Bandits team. You have to have real grit. You know, like we saw with the Rochester Nighthawks, they were down 3 nothing last time we played them. They came back and took the 4-3 lead, but ultimately the Bandits came back to win that game, I believe, by three or four goals. Um, but it's, it's going to be tough. So I think fast starts, especially against a team like Toronto, a team that you definitely want to punch in the mouth, similar to how you did against Calgary, because you had that sour taste in your mouth from the championship, came in, stomped them in the ground, great win. And now you just got to show the guys, you know, Toronto Rock... We, I've seen Toronto Rock fans on Twitter call us the little brother, which I really don't think that makes any sense. I think the Bandits, the last X amount of times they played Toronto, have beaten them pretty badly, so including a couple games in the playoffs. So I think if you want to win this game against Toronto, you have to have a fast start, and the Bandits definitely have pieces to do that. Yes, they do, and they have to get to Nick Rose quick. I mean, a lot of people say, well, why don't you shoot high on this uh, slow-looking goaltender? He's not slow. I'll tell you that right now. He's Absolutely not. A very respected goaltender to beat, and if you're going to beat Nick Rose, you have to go low on him. He's you got to shoot uh, right at his feet. He is very – to me, I don't know if he's very uh, the limber or he's qualified or he, he's got the motion to go back and forth to post to post, like kind of like how our Matt Vince is. Um, but – if you're going to have to beat Nick Rose, you have to shoot low. That's the only way you're going to beat Nick Rose going into this game. But I know a lot of people want to be fancy. I know Josh Byrne is wanting to go up high. Definitely. Kyle Buchanan is more like a glove kind of guy. Um, Dane Smith, he shoots anywhere. Chase Frazier's got a, a speedy whip on his shot. I don't know where he aims for, but he aims and God forbid he scores whenever unexpectedly we all don't know. But you know what? To me, if you're going to beat Nick, you got to beat him low. That's it. And this is the battle between two of the most experienced goaltenders in the league entirely. Nick Rose for Toronto, and of course our boy Vino, Matt Vince, in between the pipes for the Bandits. Uh, Vino definitely, I think he's a four-time champion over in Rochester looking for his first chip with the Bandits. And Nick Rose won, I believe, in 2013 I think they won the championship, and maybe something like that, 2013. And yeah. uh, these guys are just experienced. And looking at the roster right now, fun fact, Nick Rose, I don't know if this is accurate, is wearing the number 100 on the back of his jersey, which is kind um, of weird to see a triple-digit number. Uh, but yeah, it says it that weird. He is actually 100. You're correct. That is something. <laughs> that is definitely something. And how do we forget about Dan Dawson? Of the you know the the veteran six foot five two fifteen forward, um, who's created a staple in that Toronto Rock organization. They also got to stop him as well. I'm not sure how we forgot about him. But what I've noticed the last time we played Toronto, it's hard to believe this was going on two years ago. But or maybe yeah, 
two years ago, it sounds about right. Um, right. Chase Frazier loves to go sidearm, but Nick Rose will stop that every time. In the playoff game and the regular season game we played before the whole world shut down, he was getting beat by the bounce shot in front of the net. So if you can get a little bit of bounce off the floor, it's going to go right over his pad. That is his weakness. If you're Toronto, I'm not really sure what Vino's you know, weakness is. Obviously, he, he's not particularly great on breakaways, but who is in the National Lacrosse League in terms of goalies? But if you want to beat Nick Rose, he's never been a fan of those bounce shots. He's never been a fan of those low shots. He can go five-hole on them. I think that was what Josh Byrne did on the penalty shot against him last or a couple seasons ago, went five hole and beat him. So there are different ways to get past these defenses and past these goalies, but you just have to find the right stuff. You can't go sidearm. You have to make the passes when they count. And something that I've noticed the Bandits doing for a while is they wait until less than 10 seconds on the shot clock to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you get after them quickly and surprise them with a couple quick shots, those can go by them as well. Yep, especially how they get the loose cha- uh, the chances that they get with the loose ball still in their on their turf and their side, and then just to get the quality shots more and more. And you want to really want to keep shooting on their goaltender to get him really tired, and he's going to be like worn out, and he's not going to be able to do what he does best. And the more you get him quickly tired, you're going to score goals like like in a finger snap. But well, like I said before, they have to go. Uh, if, Speedy kills, and if you shoot low on Nick Rose, you're guaranteed to score on this guy almost 70% of the time. I agree, and uh, I think Bandit Land, you know, if i saying this without bias, but I can say it with bias, screw it, this is a Bandit show. Um, I think that's definitely one of the toughest environments for away teams to play against. But they also say that's a very fun environment to play in. Um, Swenny, the Chris Swenson, our public address announcer, really gets the crowd into the game. Um I wouldn't be surprised if they have more atten- average attendance than any of the Buffalo Sabres games do this year. Uh, but, you know, I went to the home opener. I could vouch for that. I think that was a bigger crowd than any of the Sabres games from this year. But, I mean, you have this home field advantage. You have these guys that come into your building that you cannot stand. I like the Bandits' odds in this one to go 3-0. and And I really don't remember the last time they started off undefeated, like three games into the season. Well, that would have to probably be in the early 90s when they were undefeated the one season, taking home the championship that year. Yeah, I think it was, what, 1993? Maybe when they went back-to-back, something like that. And, uh, you know, I came up with a couple key players to watch for the Bandits and a couple key players to watch for the Rock. I think one player that's going to explode and continue to explode is Connor Fields. Um, He's already scoring. I think he already has two hat-tricks in two games. Maybe seven goals in this season already in two games. Look for him to score at least another hat trick. I'd say probably about three goals and tally as many assists as possible. Because one thing I like about Connor Fields is he's not just a shoot first guy. He's he's very selfless with it and makes the right passes when he needs to. He doesn't always have to play hero ball. What do you think about well, Connor Connor Fields going into this game? I think they're going to use him a lot uh, against Toronto, especially the way he's got the keys to the success for their victories every time. Um, he is second right now in the team in points right behind Dane Smith. Um, if he's going to be like your next go-to line, like it is with uh, Dane Smith, Josh Byrne, Chris Cloutier, and then you have Connor Fields, possibly Kyle Buchanan, and then either Chase Frazier or uh, uh, Tohoka Natico to yep. be like your, your next line to go to. Like I said, you can have four lines out there and they'll still be dangerous no matter who you put on the Bandits lineup right now. But all I got to say is, is that, if they 
use and become a team like to you know use it as a, a one system not go by individuals i guarantee yep. you that bandits can really really shock a lot of people this year especially with how i know it's only two games like i've said it before but one game at a time goes a very long way when you keep on putting those w's on the board and everyone's going to notice that yeah and before i get into my second player to watch i definitely think that we are only two games into the season but 2016 the year we made the championship against the Saskatchewan Rush, we were winning games, but we were also giving up 14, 15 goals a game. Our offense was just that elite, but our defense really wasn't there. 2019, I thought was a championship, you know, caliber team, but our offense was just very inconsistent, especially towards the end of the regular season going into the postseason. This one just looks like a totally different start to a team. Like, I, I was thinking and talking to my brother and stuff like that while we were at the game. I was saying, if they don't win the championship with this roster, when will they ever win a championship again? Well, it could be a while because, I mean, depending on how you want to keep all these guys together. And like a friend of mine, I'm going to quote on my friend Chris Banks always says, if you're going to win a championship together, you got to stay together as much as possible until you finally learn a system that you all can agree on and you all can work with. And that's how you win championships. I mean, They've won um, years beyond years of championships to uh, the sport of hockey, but for lacrosse and for a message sent from him to me and to the bandits, I'd say if you guys are going to really want that championship caliber and want to win a couple in a row for the years to come, you got to stick with the same guys. I think they can't keep changing stuff around. You got to work with it. Maybe something will sprout up and say, Hey, this is it. We got it all taken care of now but it's up to them. It's really not up to the coaches. It's not up to, you know, the general manager or the owner. It's up to the players if they want to win the championship or not. Right. And I think we have the right tools to do it. Like Johnny T mm -hmm. is a great head coach, the best box Absolutely. lacrosse player in the history of the world. Best look, best indoor lacrosse player in the history of the world. Um, second player I was looking at is Matt Vince. He needs to be on his game and I can see him being lights out this Saturday. Um, he knows Toronto. He's faced against them probably tens, maybe hundred times in his career. And he knows how they work. They virtually had the same roster when they did, when they went in 2019, made a run for the championship that year. So he knows how to stop them. We just need a big game from our boy Vino uh, this weekend. I agree. And especially with the defense to help him out along the way, of course, with our captain, uh, Steve Coast, the Coast Priolo, to help lead his D to you know, help out Vino at any means necessary. And of course, once Vino dials up and he's locked in, there's no getting anything past him. He is so good at goal, at goaltender. And I just, to me, if you don't get in his head early, he's not going to allow you to get anywhere near or close to the bandits offensive of power. We can average about 10, 12 goals a game. And that's that, that itself you got to work hard for. It's all about the confidence, and I'm going to say a quote from the late, great John Madden when he said 90% 90, 90 of the game, may he rest in peace, John Madden once said 90% of the game is half mental. That's the perfect right. way to describe a guy like Matt Vince because when he, when he gets his confidence up, he makes the first couple saves so that, hey, these guys aren't so bad. Good luck trying to score on him the rest of the game. So I think that's a, a he, we need a big game from him, and I think Connor Fields is just on a complete tear. Let's hope the couple weeks of the bye weeks and let's hope the COVID break doesn't slow down any of that fire that he brought. A um, couple players for the Toronto Rock, obviously. Let's look at Rob Hellier. I mean, this guy is five foot eight on the field, 
but he, mm-hmm. I mean, he plays like a building. And I think the and first, Kenzie. I think the first game we played against them a couple seasons ago, he scored the first two or three goals. I think he may have gotten a natural hat trick. So we need to slow him down and slow him down early. Yeah, especially you know what you also asked me about who would be the surprising Toronto Rock player. I say Brad Cree. Cree oh, has been yeah. like the, the go-to shocker of all time, and he's and he finds the way to score against Buffalo almost every time we see him. So that's another guy you got to watch out for is Brad Cree. I know he doesn't get probably enough uh, credit due to his teammates, but or due to his team or squad. But I personally, I think he's not a bad lacrosse player, and he is also a guy to look out for. Yes, absolutely. He is a bandit killer. I'll say, um, for some reason, I, th- I feel like everything that goes in a stick ends up in the back of the net. I don't even know how that happens, but it's just one of those crazy things where it's like he's great against this one team, and he's okay against other teams, but the Bandits, I completely forgot about him. He's definitely a player to watch. And obviously Nick Rose, he's definitely a player to watch. Um, just the experience from this guy and the way that he defends the pipes. But if you get to him early... He'll lose a little bit of confidence, but then once, if the rocks start to come back a little bit, he'll gain it. He doesn't have the same amount of confidence as Matt Vince does, and I've, I've noticed that, especially in the playoff game. And there was a game in the 2019 season where the Bandits were down 4 nothing at the start. They came back and they scored maybe seven unanswered goals. I believe it was 90s night. They scored seven unanswered goals, and they put the game away in the third quarter. And even, even though it was a low-scoring game and both goaltenders played great, I feel like if you score one or two on him, the floodgates can open. You can get a couple soft goals in there, too, on, on Nick Rose. But he's no slouch. No, not at all. I think Nick Rose, once he's on point, too, as well, there it's dangerous to get by him. But if, like you said, if you get into his head early and you you know get those goals quick, you really can control the game. And that's what they need to do, especially this Saturday night. Um, you got to get in control first. You have to maintain balance and make sure that – it's in your control, not in theirs. You play your game beyond belief against theirs, and once you get that rhythm and you get that advantage, you just don't ever keep that foot off the gas. You just keep on pressing. No, yeah, I definitely agree. And one of the things I'm really impressed about this year is the the amount of discipline the Bandits have so far in the first two games. They're not taking mm-hmm. stupid, unsportsmanlike penalties. They're not getting a bunch of bad slashes. Sometimes the refs will make a bad call. We've noticed that. Anybody that watches the National Lacrosse League understands that. But, I mean, you're not, they're not getting stupid penalties like they kind of were in 2016. And the, the final years under, uh, under accordingly, they were getting a bunch of dumb penalties I was noticing. But Johnny T is making sure that, there's, that they're disciplined and they're never, rarely, well, I'm going to say rarely going on the man, the man down, but... It seems like they're usually the ones that are on the power play and they don't retaliate. If there's going to be a fight, there's going to be a fight, but they're, I mean, they're going to, there's going to be two five-minute penalties for each team. So they're normally pretty disciplined, and I've been pretty impressed with that so far this year. Yeah, I have to agree, too, because when you have good leadership and you have the great team quality that you guys have with the, the momentum and the, the mentality from Johnny Tavares, especially like the greatest lacrosse player of all time, um, no doubt leading the way and leading the charge and making sure that I say, Hey, it, even though when the chips are down and we kind of want to use that anger, but we're going to use it the right way. And we're going to score goals up on that scoreboard. So that's the way he wants to have this team go. And they're following his rule. So that's a plus for me. And for all of our listeners, in case you guys have been living under a rock, the NLL is having is finally involved in sports books and betting. I'm not about really sure. Time. 
about time. It is about time. And uh, I'm not really sure what the over-under is in, in, in this game is, but I think the Bandits have to be favored, right? 2-0 to a 2-1 team. The Rock have a game in hand. I think the Bandits should be favored, but if, there, if there's any score prediction that I would have before we wrap up, I would say 15-9 to Buffalo Bandits. Well, that's not a bad prediction. I was kind of leaning towards that the same way, but I'm going to lean. Uh, I think uh, Tahoka is going to have a good night, and so will Connor Fields. So with that being said, and especially having Dane Smith, Josh Byrne, Chris Cloutier, Chase Frazier, and all them guys too, I'm going to say Buffalo Bandits 16, Rock 8. I like that. Double the score on the Toronto Rock. Double the score. Bully them. Run them out of town. That would be awesome. And there's our there's our prediction. Thank you for listening to the pilot episode of Banditland Boulevard. I'm Trevor Howard. You can find me on Twitter at Trev Strohs. Where can they find you, Tony? Uh, that's going to be Tony LaMonica, a.k.a. Boxhead98TL on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, I'm going on Instagram soon. Um, we're also going to get on this podcast once I set this up perfectly, too. And then... You'll know where to find me and my boy Trevor. <laughs> let's go. So before we sign off, let's say let's go Bandits. And, I mean, let's run the Rock out of town. Let's run them into the ground. Let's go 3-0 and for the first time in since last millennium. How does that sound? That sounds like a plan to me. Let's do this. Awesome. Thanks for listening. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. This is an Anchor FM podcast. So this is brought to you by Anchor. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the post-game recap. See you all next time.